And rather than try to call her or text her and get her online at the same time as me, I just click onto Loom, start a video, and I say, hey, I'm reviewing this that you did. Instead of typing out what I'm doing after I do it, I just show her in real time, and then I send her the link to that, and she's able to watch it and see exactly what modifications I had to make. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hello, and welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. This is your host, Heather Marchant, and Ron is taking a bye today. And I am super excited about this topic because it's something where I have always felt pretty passionate about and thought that nobody else would be passionate about something like this. So <laughs> I was having a conversation with one of our team members, Jackie Hansen, who's also a good friend of mine. Many of you have probably, if you're a client of ours, you've interfaced with Jackie. She is masterful at our customer experience is what we call it. It's more than just customer service. It's the experience that our clients have from start to finish when they first start working with us. And super excited to talk about it because I think this is something that's a foundation that can help a lot of our clients, but also those of you listening in just managing your business and managing your people. So welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so I want to talk about how this podcast idea came to be, because I think it's kind of interesting because we were talking yesterday, I think it was, and you were telling me how you just talked to one of my clients. So I want to hear a little bit from your perspective as to how this idea came to be that we're chatting today. Yeah. So I had scheduled this call with one of your clients. He was having some, a few customer service issues, but also just kind of needed to talk through some things that he was seeing as he's growing his real estate business. Honestly, it's turned into a complete side gig for him. And so we went through his bulleted list of specific issues. And then we were just kind of chatting a little bit. And he mentioned that he is just spending a lot of time managing all of his real estate assets and taking on new loans and doing the documents for that. And that he's missing emails. He said that he has filters set up so that anything real estate pops up to the top and he sees it right away. But he's missed several emails. If someone different from a property management company that isn't added to the filter emails, it kind of gets buried. And he said that he's missed a lot of things that way and it's concerning to him. So I talked to him about the experience that we've had with hiring VAs and assistants to help us here at RP Capital. And both you and I had the most experience with that. So I talked to him a little bit about what we've done and that maybe that would be a good option for him to start with a VA for a couple hours a week and help managing the email, help checking the bank accounts, help just making sure all of the little nitpicky things that he's having to do, he feels like day in and day out taking 20 and 30 hours a week mm -hmm. that he can kind of have somebody else knock that out and manage most of that. So he's just having to check in. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like sometimes the organization of communication can be streamlined by someone who's really good at it, where it could take half the amount of time or a third or a quarter of the amount of time when you have someone whose brain works that way, right? So when we talked about this yesterday, I said, man, Jackie, that's a podcast that is really needed by our clients, by the people who are listeners on our podcast, ways that you can better organize and communicate with people. We communicate so much more now in text messages and emails than we ever used to. When I first 
I mean, 10 years ago, it was phone calls. I was getting on the phone, which I think is still has a place. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it is just not as easy to communicate over the phone, right? Time scheduling, getting a hold of the person, the phone tag and all of that that goes back and forth and back and forth. And email, if you're an efficient communicator in written word and in text message, man, it can be really powerful. It can have a record for you to draw back on. Like you said, someone that's feeling overwhelmed and stressed, you have a record versus if you're on the phone and talking to your property manager about your properties, there's no record unless you're really good at keeping notes. I try to have a habit of after I get off a really important phone call, sending a recap email so that everyone knows what we talked about. Because when I haven't done that, I go back. I mean, we've had this with you and me, Jackie, when you say, hey, what did that seller say? How are we handling leasing? And I'm like, oh man, I know we talked about that, but I don't remember. So the email recap, it can be really powerful after a phone call as well. So we just said, let's record a podcast. And I think we have so much to say about this that we may break it up into two podcasts because I think all these points we're just breeze through them too quickly, we'll lose their effectiveness. So the first one you mentioned already was hiring someone, right? Yeah. We have loved virtual assistants, the VAs in our office. We've had a great experience. We use a company called Rocket Station. For those business owners out there that need someone, but they don't need to be in the office. And for that matter, they don't really need to be in this country. <laughs> you can hire some awesome people. It's not going to be perfect every time. We had to go through a couple before we found the right fit, but holy cow, worth every bit of time spent. Yeah. Having someone that is just in my assistance, in my email, going through and checking my emails for me, clearing out stuff I don't need to see that I'm just copied on for kind of effectiveness maybe, but not really needed to respond or I don't even need to read it. So she'll archive those things for me. So a virtual assistant, Jackie, how is it your assistant is relatively new in your position. How has that been impactful for you in getting things accomplished, I guess? It's just so helpful to have another set of hands, so to speak, or another yeah. set of eyes, watching things, managing things. There are certain tasks that she has completely taken off my plate and that's freed up time to be able to work a little bit deeper on the yeah. things that, that command a little bit more of my time. So that's been super helpful. And on the flip side of that, other things that would normally take me a lot of time, the research and the checking back. I do a lot of checking inspection reports or this or that, checking back through correspondence. She's able to go and kind of do that deep dive and send me the summary to help analyze and then take it to our executive team if we need to talk about it or respond back to the property manager or the seller, the client or whoever that may be. Yeah. So just another helping hand has made it so that I'm able to accomplish some of my bigger goals as well. We set rocks. You and Ron have talked about that a lot here. Yeah. I wouldn't even have time to spend a minute on my rock if I didn't have an assistant, but I've been able to chip away at those things and accomplish bigger goals for myself and for my position within the company by having that extra person. I love that. And I think when we think of hiring someone to help with a task, you think, oh, I don't have enough work for a full-time position and they don't have to be, right? So there's some flexibility and I'm actually going to look into like helping with looking to see if there's an option even of training a VA for our clients to utilize that's just a couple hours a week. Because I think that can be 
really powerful to have a trained person that knows what they're doing, trustworthy to get into your stuff, right? Because these are people, if you want them to be in your bank accounts, confirming things, you can just have them on that one bank account with no admin rights to move money around, but just to verify money's there. Man, having someone that knows what they're doing with that, it won't take very much time. So that was just one thing. There is a good book that I wanted to put a plug in for. Ron had me read it. It's called Who, Not How life-changing for me, actually, Um, talking about looking for who can help with a task versus how am I going to get this done, right? So looking for the who. And a great example of that I I haven't shared on this podcast is this podcast equipment that I use in this office totally overwhelmed me to get hooked up in my office and get a better camera and just better equipment, right? And Ron told me, yeah, it's really easy. You just set it up. I did it myself. And I was like, I will never get to that. I don't have time. And it would take me way more brain power than it would take Ron. And so I thought for a minute, and I was reading that book, actively reading that book. And I said, holy cow, I have a nephew that this is what he loves to do and lives for it. He's a teenager. Well, now he's graduated from high school now, actually. But I called him up and I said, hey, if I pay you, will you come and set up my podcast equipment? And he was super pumped and came over on a Friday night with his girlfriend and (laughs) hooked up my podcast equipment for me, right? So that mindset of how am I going to get something done versus who can help me get this done? So that was a huge shift for me because I am a doer. That's just who I am. And so I don't have that natural inclination to look for who can help me. So, okay, that was a long, just talking about BAs, a long section there, but I think it can be really powerful. No, I agree. Um, I have to interject because I've seen yes, a few things in you since reading that book. Mm-hmm. So if those of you listening are doers like Heather and you do all the things and you work yourself to the bone, I've talked to clients that are like, yeah, I work 60 hours a week and then I'm trying to manage all this on top of it. And you maybe have a family or other relationships you're trying to uphold. I've seen Heather do that. And I've seen her kind of back off on that as she's forced herself to delegate tasks. Yeah. That's not natural for her. And it's changed. No, I've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah. I get a little self-conscious of it because I feel like it probably comes from a place of pride that I can do it better, but I just is not even in my brain. Like, I don't even think like somebody else could do this. I feel like I am burdening someone else to ask for help on things. So my husband's a psychologist. So I dig deep into my inner workings of why I do what I do on a pretty regular basis before I even married him. Maybe that's why I could marry a psychologist. But but I think those are really helpful tips for those of you that really struggle to delegate. So another option too, that is on the same vein is you could look at hiring a spouse or even a family member that could help with managing all of this for you. The training of it is going to take a minute. And Jackie and I were already brainstorming like, man, how could we develop like a short training for people? And that's because I'm a doer. (laughs) I want to do all the things. But having a spouse who can do it and spend the hours, they can look at qualifying as a real estate professional, you guys, more depreciation write-offs, like so many tax advantages to that. So if you have a spouse who's even open to the idea, we could even do a whole podcast on that. But I've talked to a lot of spouses on both the husband and wife side who are like, well, my husband or my wife is totally not into this. This is not their thing. And a few years later, it becomes their thing. So I wouldn't write off that they're not interested and won't ever want to do this or be involved 
because I just have seen that shift in my own husband as well, that before it was my thing and now he's more involved. He's still not keeping track of stuff. I'd love more help from him on that, but it's definitely not what it was before where it was, that's Heather's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Heather understands real estate. I don't do any of that. So it's really impactful to be able to have those conversations together and talk about something that I'm passionate about. It just draws us closer together anyways in our partnership in life. So I think that's really powerful and financially powerful thing to do. So well, totally. And I have to say, if my husband has a financial background, so he yeah. does a lot of financial reading, stocks, all of that sort of stuff has just been his education, right? And his experience. Yeah. And he was very hesitant when we were purchasing our first rental property. And we're only six months in on that. And he is like <laughs> calculating the returns and he is blown away. <laughs> and we're under contract for our next two properties. Like he has jumped in with two feet and it's been a really quick shift. And for him, it just took seeing the returns. So maybe put yeah. some of that up and go through it. But that's yeah. a really good tip, Jackie, that sharing it, right? So if you think my spouse has no interest, maybe you're not sharing. Maybe you're not even just casually, right? Like it doesn't have to be a sit down meeting, but just say, hey, get this. Like we got rent this month and our expenses are this much. Like how cool is that? That we are out to dinner right now and our tenant is paying for us to have like a date night this yeah. week, right? So just things like that, relating it like, to so everyday life. To, for us, it was we reached this milestone in our bank account that I thought would take us much longer to get there for our rental yeah. property. So I was super stoked and he gets out his calculator <laughs> and it's like a whole thing. So super, yeah, super awesome. Yeah. I know that I've had clients tell me over the years, they'll never be interested. So I'm belaboring the point. Don't assume that they'll always feel that way. So, okay. We've like, so much more to cover. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be on two episodes on this, but a couple of email things and communication things that will really help in, if you're having an assistant, we'll go over those first. When you have an assistant and you're working out of the same email account, Gmail, you guys is like magic with so many functionality or possibilities for integrating with two people checking the same email account. If you guys haven't heard about it, it's collaborating on emails. You can even just Google it because I mean, Google is Gmail. The settings of how to do it is really easy to find and pretty easy to follow. And man, if you need help, you just email us and I will send instructions because I'm that passionate about this. So or um, her having will jump in and send instructions because she's, she's the one that set it up. <laughs> Shout out to, That's to Angel. She's amazing. That's right. Angel is amazing. So that is one way to have communication within the same email account. A lot of my clients I know have set up a separate email account for their investments. They share the login with their spouse. This is very common from what I've seen. And so a couple of tips that you can have. One thing that I know Jackie and I both utilize is there's stars in Gmail. You can change, you can have several different symbols that you use. So for me and Angel, when I have a task in my inbox, I mark it yellow. I say, this is one I'm anticipating you doing. And then she'll mark it purple if she says you're owning this, Heather. So that way there's no, hey, I thought you were going to handle this or that kind of thing, the back and forth. It's really simple. And so sometimes she'll see something marked yellow and she'll say, so I don't know what you're wanting me to do on this. Very rarely. But sometimes that she knows that I expect her to do it and she says, hey, pause button. Like, I don't know what exactly you're meaning by that. So 
really a simple, super simple, it takes half a second, but a really simple way of delegating and also just being clear on communication as to who's handling what. So without having can, to send a text or communicate yes. in any other way, it's amazing. Yeah. Without having to forward the email too and have more emails in your inbox, right? Because as you forward and you're corresponding back and forth, are you doing this? Do you want me to do it? All of that clutters your inbox too. So this is a really simple way to keep it really nice and clean. This is something that I've utilized for the last year or so with Angel and it's been really powerful, really clear. And so that helps. But there's so many other filters and things you can set up in Gmail as well, just to make sure that what's in your inbox is current and present and what you need to get done. So, and then Loom. Jackie, you use Loom a lot. Talk about Loom and what that is. I do. So Loom is a free, to a certain point, <laughs> I think they store 100 Loom videos for you. So I've had to go through and delete, but it is a free video recording software that will record your screen or it will record you and your screen at the same time as you're talking through any work that you're doing on screen. So it shows both screens, one screen, whatever setup you have, you can set it up properly. And you can just say, I use this a lot with my assistant. I will pull up something that she's done and I want to give her feedback on. And rather than try to call her or text her and get her online at the same time as me, like we said, like setting up that communication is sometimes tricky. I just click onto Loom, start a video and I say, hey, I'm reviewing this that you did. This all looks great. Here's a couple changes I'm making. Instead of typing out what I'm doing after I do it, I just show her in real time and then I send her the link to that and she's able to watch it and see exactly what modifications I had to make. We use it in that way. I use it to communicate a lot of things with Heather. I use it to communicate anytime that I'm wanting to show someone what I'm doing on my screen. And um, oh, I've used it in training my assistant as well. If I'm like, hey, here's a new task that I want you to take on. I haven't really showed you how to do this. Here's how it goes. I create a two or three minute video and send it over. And then she's able to reference that again and again as needed until she really has it down. Yeah. And with property owners, I mean, so many times it's so much easier to show what you're looking at and explain why you're confused. So for example, say you have your management statement and it's not making sense to you. Trying to explain that in an email is very difficult. Getting on the phone, it can even be difficult too. Like line three, no, 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 not that number. This, yeah, right there. Yep. That, right. Like you're trying to communicate and you can't share what you're seeing. Loom is so awesome and it's free and you can pay for the paid version if you wanted to store a lot of them, but we've used it in interpersonally in the office, but we've also used it externally. I've created so many Loom videos that have saved me lots of hours in communicating with property managers and clients to make sure they understand. I've been using it to say, hey, here's how you set up your account, right? Just here, click this, click that, really simple. So Loom is awesome. Okay, then I would say another, this is one of the assistant ones we missed. Jackie and I both have a list here. So if you have your assistant in your email and maybe they don't feel super confident yet on how to respond to an email because they're new or they don't have your knowledge base that they draft the email, leave it in drafts, then I go in and I send it. So that way they don't worry that they've said something wrong, especially if they're communicating from my voice, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you don't want to send an email that you just texted about because that's happened once before for me where my assistant sent an email and I had just texted the client the same thing. So the client was like, what is wrong with What's you? Happening? Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of tips there that 
I think can be really helpful with hiring someone to help you, whether it's your real estate business or any related business. So I think we'll end a little early here today because I think we have a whole other episode that I feel like this should be sponsored by Gmail, <laughs> like sponsored by Gmail. We'll talk more about how to utilize your email to make it more effective in communicating. I think that for these simple tips, we did a training in our office that I talked about how I keep my email communication so that I don't drop the ball on things. I don't miss emails. It helps me in managing my real estate business also. So we'll talk a little bit more about some other tips and tricks next week on our next episode. So stay tuned for that. But a couple of things just to remind you of, we are still having our masterclass in January, the first full week of January super excited about it. We have presenters coming, different professionals, accountants, going to talk about different aspects of a real estate business, how to grow and take your real estate business to the next level. It is a paid class. And I was the one that pushed for that. I'm totally owning it because I feel like for this class, I want to have a smaller class size and that will naturally limit the class size. And we are capping it as well. So there will be a limited amount of spots because it'll be a more intimate setting to be able to ask questions, feel more comfortable asking questions with a smaller group. And also that it's your investing. So I know that the people in the group, because they've already been messaging me, are going to be working in the group. It's not just going to be people yawning, kicking back while they're doing something else, right? <laughs> they're really going to be invested in the course. So I'm really excited about that. I've been putting that together. So if you have any suggestions or things you want to make sure we include, I am all ears. Invest at rpcinvest.com. And also please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with friends, leave a written review. We loved helping other people grow in their business and keeping it real. This podcast episode is something I've always been passionate about because I feel like when you have good client communication, I mean, my clients trust me because they know I get back to them. I don't miss emails or very rarely do I miss emails because of the way I've structured this for myself. So we look forward to chatting with you more about it, but please reach out with any questions at invest at rpcinvest.com. Thanks for joining, Jackie. Yeah, thanks for having me. See ya. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.